This is Biggie, and you're listening to the best of the new day. Feel the power on Spotify. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Live from a Zoom call emanating from Atlanta, Georgia, Lando Lakes, Florida, and the Nether Realm. It's the new day. Feel the power. Take it away. Okay, man. Okay. Okay. Like that one. Like now that, that one. see, now that one I like. That one I can I can <laughs> respect. The Nether Realm, bro. Now that's what I'm talking about, Dan. Let's keep that going. Every week, something cool. As a matter of fact, I can be from the Nether Realm like every week. That would just be fine. That would be that would be fine. Outworld, whatever, you know. Yo, what I'm talking about. What this man does is art, though. You can't restrict him. You can't, you know, you can't tell him exactly what he should be painting. You know what I mean? Would you tell yeah, Bob Ross, would you would you grab Bob <laughs> Ross's hand and say, I don't want to see trees and landscapes anymore? I mean, buildings of industry. No. But at the same, <laughs> same time, if you don't put what you want out into the universe, you're never going to yeah. get it. Right. That's not what you do with an artist, man. Sometimes you got to hold Bob Ross's hand. If Bob Ross is painting that painting for you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if I'm going to pay Bob Ross for a painting, you know, I, you, you better be damn sure that he's going to give me something that I want. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's probably going to be expensive. You ain't paying Dan. Well, you I mean, paying somebody, somebody's paying him. Somebody's <laughs> paying him. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's paying him. I just think you should get paid to, you know, to make me happy. That's all. <laughs> I, I, just, my, just my two cents. I don't know. That I could accept. That I could accept. In, in my humble opinion, since you're getting paid, my, yeah. you, you know, listen to my every word. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear. Especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it you can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. I am Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I am Kofi Kingston. And I am Big E. The rightful king of the night, people. Yes, but I do not make myself a king to lord over the people. No, we are all kings and queens as members of the night. Insomnia, we do not fear. Insomnia, we embrace you, we kiss you. Insomnia, we pucker up to you, we lick our lips and we plant a big old fat one on you, insomnia, because we love you and you love us. 
And Woods put that book down while I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, I need your attention. I need your attention. I need full attention. I'm gonna go. Gonna finish War and Peace. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> talking to my people. Yeah, take that back up. One one thing that's confusing to me about you uh, with uh, talking about the the, the night. I know you got some insomnia going on sometimes. What about those of us who actually just do stay up that late? Is there anything for us? You're we're with us too. And we you know, have to be, yeah. If you're up, if you're up at, at uh the witching hour, then join totally. us. Whether you whether you wake up too early, whether you stay up later, whatever it is. If you're up in that that wicked hour, the hour <laughs> where your parents tell you no good can come from being <laughs> up in this hour. <laughs> if you're up at that hour, join us. We're all one. We're all one. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Well, the, the thing about it is that I, I and I don't I don't mean to, uh, you know, expose you here, E, but I feel like it's kind of a facade because we spent some time together. We were all on set shooting some that we can't quite talk about yet. I didn't want to say it. And uh, you were getting real sleepy, E. Uh, it was probably right around, I don't know, 536, <laughs> you know, getting real tired, leaning <laughs> up on some yeah. some stairs, yeah. you know. Granted, you were on their lawn, you know, so that that, that part was true, but... Uh, I feel like if someone tried to wake you up at the witching hour, you wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't be walking around. Wouldn't be doing no uh, witching, leading these people. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just, can we talk about that? I, I don't yeah, know. we I, can. I just, call, just what I see because I've been coming up on the, on the other end of the spectrum. I've been going to bed real early and waking up real early. I'm talking about, bruh. Uh, what was it uh, two nights ago? I went to bed uh, at about eight thirty, thinking, oh, what? okay. I went to bed at legit 8.30. So question is still here. Let's, 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 let's back it up a little bit. Let's, I didn't even get to finish what I'm about But because it, it's, you, you claimed it was insomnia, but if you're going to bed at 8 o'clock and then waking up at like 4 a.m., like that's, that's like proper sleep. I did not wake up at 4 a.m. though. If you let me finish, you would find out. I woke up wide awake at 11.30. Brian was hot. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have insomnia, you have insomnia at 11.30? Why not? I was up. I was up until like 11.30 to... Actually, I was able to fall back asleep around 2.30. Oh. But, yeah. I thought you were about but to you just, well, so you just Your body just needed a nap. No, yeah. man. That's what that's it sounds like to me. That's not big time. Maybe, maybe your body was telling you that you were a grown man and, you know, you, should, you, shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be in bed. No, no. I tell my body what to do. <laughs> I run my body. I tell my kids all the time. I say, listen to your body. Listen to your body. Yeah. I was tired. I was dog tired. <laughs> and look, just sometimes, just because you're a member of the night people, you you can have you can have moments where you take a break. Just because I love sushi <laughs> uh, doesn't mean I have to eat sushi every single meal. But sometimes you need a little break. I do a little vacation from the night people. I said, y'all, y'all got it. Y'all got this on lock. <laughs> a member of the night people who takes nights off. Yes. Every time, yeah. You see? It happens. Are like oh, you a wrestler? You, you as a wrestler, you are. Uh, well, you, why aren't you? So you're at you're at a, you're at a dinner. You're at an Olive Garden, let's say, because that's you know mm -hmm. fine establishment. Yeah, <laughs> so right. Hey, 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 come on, no, no, come on, don't don't be like that. Don't, 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 don't do Olive Garden like that, man. Come on, they got it good is. Moscato. And and I said a fine establishment. Okay. And let's say you're out there with your neighbors, and they say, "Hold on, Kof, you're you're a pro wrestler. What? You're a pro wrestler? Why aren't you wrestling right now?" Because, and I would say. Because the way you've explained the night people, it is you as a person. I am a wrestler as that, that's my job. It's very different from who I am and what I am as a person. 
as mm. being a night person, I'm a night person. Being a night person is not my job. It is who I am. It is what I am. It's what I live, breathe, eat, sleep sometimes, you know? See, sometimes because of sleep. That's what it is to be a night person, right? Is it not? Is it not? My point is don't shame me about going to bed early because I'm up. All right. I'm up. Sometimes I'm up. Sometimes I take breaks, but sometimes I'm up. So don't my, my whole. We just trying to get a grip. I think Kofi's trying to say you're sorry for the, the language, but it sounds like he's trying to say you're faking the funk. <laughs> <laughs> What language was there? What did you apologize for? You know, it's it's harsh. It's harsh. <laughs> if somebody told me I was faking the funk, I'd be hot, dude. <laughs> that was a yeah. That was a thing. Don't fake the funk on an ass. Yeah. Oh well, okay. Well, I better bring it. That used to be offensive. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it might still be offensive. I don't know. Yeah. But that's not. I mean, I didn't say it. I didn't say that. That's mm-hmm. and maybe I interpreted it wrong. But was- <laughs> do you have any any words for that? Yeah? My only point was sure. I was tired early but I was probably up very early and I could take breaks if I want to. Y'all don't tell me when I can <laughs> arise and when I can get sleepy. <laughs> when I can get sleepy. Bro, yeah. if I'm sleepy, I'm sleepy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I've been, um, I kind of want y'all to, to talk for a few minutes so I can finish this Publix chili. I would like some reason. Well, well, well. Bowl. So Kofi, you can handle this. No, so let's get, yeah, someone needs to, we need to take turns talking for a minute because I'm going to go on mute. By the way, I, I don't know what it is, but for like the last month, Publix chili has been my obsession. I went, I got four big cups uh, yesterday and a cup, I don't know how big this is. I got to find the size. It's very big and I fill it to the brim and they ran out of chili and I had them bring me out a whole new bowl or what do you, oh, what do you call it? Like a cauldron. That. Yes, a yeah. bat. A more a chili. of chili. Yes. <laughs> it's got the little claw legs and there's a witch. <laughs> double, double toil and trouble. Yeah. Precisely. But it's hitting. So that's that's what a lot of my meals as of late is I took uh, just a little brief poke break and I've been having Publix chili and they have a vat of spinach. No one cares about this, but that's my life. And this I Publix, that. I don't know what they put in this Publix chili, but it's incredible. So if y'all could talk for a minute or two, and I'll jump right back yeah. in. Actually, if Go Dan ahead, could now. just talk, so we can both eat too. Yeah, no, no we can take no, turns. I, I, I want to talk about this because I feel like uh, no, no sooner than last week were you shaming us for eating on air. You know? Oh yeah, you were shaming. Yeah. Oh, you were eating on air. Why are you eating on air? Oh, it's grating to me. And, and now here you are, seven days later. Cause you gotta hit the mute, dummy. On air. Hit the mute, dummy, like I did. Join the podcast and you can join us if you would like to eat a Publix chili with spinach (laughs) at the witching hour. You can join us. That's god awful. The eating. When you are filming, recording a podcast and you feel the urge come over you, you feel the need to dump food down into your gullet and have it slip through your trachea down into your stomach. You are the eating people. (laughs) Join us. E. E-T-I-N-G. Don't do me. Don't do that again. <laughs> that was that, that was a miss. You know what I mean? Sometimes you hit, sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. I closed uh-huh. my eyes, I couldn't tell the difference. To be honest, uh-huh. I closed my eyes and I couldn't tell. I said I thought he was on mute, but it sounds just like them. Is that E? I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, I, right. you know what? Hey, 
It reminds me. It reminds me of my yeah, Wii tennis days when I went to serve and I would hit it too hard. That's what you 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 hit it too hard. No, no, no. You are no Wii tennis master. I I finally got good at impressions. There it is. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> who was it? Who was it that you were trying to impersonate the other day? Oh, um, uh, almost. Oh, almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even almost. It's always the same accent that you, whether whether it's a, a you know Nigerian accent, uh, an Indian accent, a South American accent, Australian, Native American accent. British. It's always the same. It it, de- it devolves into a pirate. It always <laughs> it starts off up here, but then it go it, it walks the plank at some point and it turns. <laughs> I think it's because I'm 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 most comfortable in my pirate impersonation. Mm-hmm. It's it's wherever it's a hell of a first matey coffee. Yeah. Biggie, our house the chili. <laughs> don't don't make sure you don't get the scurvy if you're out in public. <laughs> Chili's excellent. I want to hear you almost now. Do you gotta give me a sentence or something? Yeah, get uh, give 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 me a sentence. You, give me a sentence. <laughs> you couldn't come up with one sentence. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, I yeah. bought a brand new puppy named Max today. It's a, it's a long sentence. You asked for a sentence. You just said a short sentence. I bought a brand new puppy named Max today. <laughs> that was actually better. It was, way, it was way better. It was better. It was better. Y'all don't realize when, still, when this happens, I, I that night I get on YouTube and I look at it and I listen to it and I do it like five or six times and then I go, this is bad. Why am I doing this? I don't need to appease anyone by accident but me. And then it rolls around six months later and I do it again. So I worked on a little bit. Uh, Dara has has uh, lauded uh, my vampire voice, uh, Woods' pirate, and she asked about Kofi's voice. We already know that Kofi is the best impressionist here mm-hmm. of oh. all of us. Uh, we've already, I think we've discussed this already in the pod. Yeah. But if you would like to bless us with one, Feel free to bless us with one, with one go. All right, all right, all right. You throw it back now. We give it to Jamaican style. You know, people used to watch Kofi Kings and way back in the day, you know, Kofi Kings used to be on the beach, you know, Trouble in Paradise. But, but you remember the explosions? People causing trouble on the beach, me kicking sand in people's faces. I tell them, no, don't trouble these good people. Oh, you're going to trouble these good people? Oh, me going to hit that Trouble in Paradise so quick the cameraman not going to see it. You understand? You see it? Kofi Kingston coming. To a ring near you. It's a miracle that I'm still here with a terrible accent like this. Jamaican people were mad, boy. African people were mad, boy. Them say, well, Kofi, you don't want to be from Ghana. Me say, oh, but it's, it's, it's just a show. It's my character. You know, you don't <laughs> understand what I'm saying. It's a character. They don't understand on my space and me all type of hate mail. Let <laughs> me read it. Let me read it. Let me read it. Let me read it. Me say, oh boy, oh no. Me not like what you're saying about me, but I got to make this money, understand? Nobody never done a Jamaican character on TV before. Me say, me got to do it. Me need this money. Me children, one day gonna need this money. Me wife need this money. She let me come on the road to entertain all of you. You understand? See? And now you don't want to be grateful for your boy. So me say, hey, trouble in paradise. Me going to do a spinning roundhouse kick. Me going to wear that green and yellow. You know what I'm saying? Jamaican colors. Me going to fake it till I make it, boy. Boom, boom, boom. Thunderclap was a dance that came out about a decade ago. But me going to bring it back, boy. Dance hall, reggae music. Damien Marley, welcome to Jam Rock. With my favorite album, my inspiration, see? That's right. 
Me come through, me do it. Me got paid. Cha-ching! Cash take nobody straight to the bike, boy, boom! You understand what me say, boy? So you understand, but you understand my motivation. You understand motivation, right? The motivation was the green, the skrilla, the cast, the mula, the door, boy. You understand what me saying? Straight to the bank. You know, invest in the bank. And now my interest, flip it, me flip it, me flip it, me flip it. Now me rich, you understand, boy? Yeah, me got a lot of money, boy. Now me got a house on the beach for reals, boy. <laughs> That's why me do it. That's why I and I do it, you understand, boy? I did it for the money, boy. Boom. Boom. And I'll do it again if we got the chance to. You understand me saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm so mad. So, like, I know we talked about this. Like, <laughs> you, you getting a microphone and being able to show this side of yourself. But I, I so wish that we could have, like, big money Kofi Kingston to make an accent going off like that. Cause like you going off like now it's like, okay, it makes sense. Like new day people are used to it, but that, that guy, I would have lost my mind at big money. Kofi Kingston. Just big money, more fire, big money, more fire. Boo. Oh, boo, boo, boo. As long as you paid for a ticket, you come in, you can say whatever you want. Me don't care. Me already got your money, boy. Me already got your money. Two weeks ago, I'm coming my paycheck already. Say whatever you want to say. Big money, more fire. Boom! You understand what I'm saying, boy? You got me sweating over here. I'm wearing a sweatshirt because I want to sport my shirt over here. It said Paris, but we've never been to Paris. We've never been to Paris before, but it doesn't stop me from nothing. I've never been to Jamaica neither. Oh, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, man. Would you respond on he was a great baby face, but imagine him as a heel. Just imagine. Oh, God. oh just my insane. God. Just, just this rich, rich Jamaican Kofi Kingston coming in just bougie as he wants to be to everybody. Only drinks Fiji water. No, I mean, I want your citizenship. I mean, I come here for your papers. I mean, I come here for no naturalization. No, boy, me come here for the money, boy. That's it. You ain't got no money. I exit stage left like Snaggle Puss. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Darius trying to act like you don't know who Staggleplus is. Come on. What? Hanna Barbera. Hanna Barbera, Darius. Big cat. Exit. Stage left. Meow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I need, I want to turn back the hands of time. Oh. Put a bug in someone's ear. <laughs> <laughs> Say whatever you want. In that oh mind, God. Oh man, I'm I'm sweating, bro. I'm I'm sweating um, too from laughing, and I have tears in my eyes. Wow, I was thoroughly cool. entertained by that. So thank you for that gift. <laughs> I could I could listen to that for a while. Just that just was, ranting about how rich he is. That was stellar. Oh man, interest on interest. I'm rich now. Flip it. Now me a millionaire, billionaire, oh, wow. big money Kofi Kingston. You want to be like me and tell you you can be whatever you want to be. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah. That's a lie. Somebody don't lie to you. You can never be me. <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be. Asterisk. If you want to be me, you can't be me. You got too much money. Me too rich, boy. Top 1% of the top 1%. You know what I'm saying? Do the numbers, boy. Add, subtract, do the numbers, multiply, divide. Round up. You know what I'm saying? 
This is this is for your manager career. Let's save it for your manager. When you're a manager, same, same, this same, is, same. yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're like 60 years old and uh, you're making way too much money, way more than you deserve to be making, uh, you be taking no bumps <laughs> and hogging up the airtime from all the young, hungry wrestlers and not putting them over at all. No one in your stable gets put over. It's all about you. You cut these five-minute promos just about yourself while, you, while your talent just stands there and you stand in front of them, actually. This is the character I need to see. Hey, little guy, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be just like you. Now pick something else. Pick something else. <laughs> what else? What else oh. you got? Oh God! Oh, so if we much. can't if we can't see them him on WWE TV, I we got to put him in 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 a game. In a cartoon, <laughs> even like a short series on YouTube, just a mini series about Big Money Kofi Kingston. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that. The original Kofi Kingston character, what you know, he was a heel. That's what he was supposed to be. Just, I mean, not necessarily big money per se, but just trying to rebuild America. America is crumbling. Ludwig Borga, Volume Two, you know. But alas, it was it was not to be. And now here we are. Here we do you are. think that uh, if you had the chance to like do that, do you think that would have come out of you, or do you think that comes out of you now because of what you've been through in the past, like six or seven years? Yeah, man. I think uh, I don't think I was ready to be a heel, you know, because I just didn't know I wasn't confident enough with myself in the ring. I didn't know what I was doing. I was so focused on that that like, I mean, the character stuff was there, but not nearly like, you know, I, I don't know how to say this without sounding like arrogant, but like I've been in the business for so long that I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable now. You know what I mean? So I I, I I barely, I mean, hey, speaking of which, and I'm wearing this Mortal Kombat shirt. We were wearing our gear yesterday for Mortal Kombat, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat inspired gear, and it looked tight. And you had the match. You know what I'm saying? You had the match with Shelton. But for me, I was just thinking of different ways to get Mortal Kombat stuff in. I wasn't thinking about the actual match at all, you know? And obviously, like, back in the day, like, you, you would, you, you know, when you first come in, you're, you're so focused on, like, the match that you, you don't really focus on anything else to, to a detriment, you know? So, um, no, it's a long-winded answer to your question, but I think definitely because of the time put in over all these years, it makes it a lot easier to concentrate on the character stuff, which is crazy because to me, and as you guys know, too, like, that's what matters, right? Like. You, you remember characters, you remember people who like, who make you feel through what they say or how they act or, you know, what they look like in their movements and just their mannerisms. And not necessarily like the matches themselves. You, you remember like great matches, but, you know, you remember characters more, you know what I'm saying? So that makes me think about, so you're saying being more comfortable as you moved along. Uh, remember we had that match and I was scared that we were going to go over time. Yeah, <laughs> with, with uh, Heath. Yes. Yeah. It's like 2014, 15, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it was the first time that like I really got to like wrestle and uh and like in this in this group and like kind of like show something. And I was just very, very nervous about making sure that we landed in the right time so we didn't mess up anything on the show. Cause I was like, any more like if I if I get any strikes against me, I'm done. I'm done. I don't have the clout. I don't have like they don't like me like they like y'all too. Like if it's on me, like I'm screwed. So I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs, like, we gotta finish it! We gotta finish it! And now you talk about the match like last week 
with Sheldon. Like, yeah, yeah, once you're in long enough, it's like, no, didn't, I mean, we'll figure something out. It'll happen. But yeah, we're thinking about like the character stuff. So to talk about like the Mortal Kombat gear, and we said this afterwards too, it's like, it just, it feels so clean to have new gear. And so like whenever the three of us are together, whenever we get new stuff, we all put it on. There's, I love, that's probably my favorite thing that, that we all get to experience together is when we all get new a new set of gear that's a, that's a triple set. Because when we all put it on and we look at each other, it's like, oh my God, that looks so cool. You look awesome. And then the yeah. other two are like, oh my, but you look so awesome. And it's just like, it's that we're like, you're pretty. No, no, you're pretty. Stop it. Yeah, no, you're yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all like yeah. so genuine because it's just, and, it, and you think it's just, it's just wrestling gear to some oh, people. Yeah. Wrestling gear is like, oh, just like some black trunks or some, some like yellow pants or something. But like, there's so much that goes into to all of our stuff. There's like so much love and effort. Um, and it's just, it, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah. It just makes me really happy. No, no, no to, to kind of, yeah. Well, to kind of piggyback on that too, like, and, and I told you this too. I was, uh, what, so number one, uh, when the gear came in, I'm getting goosebumps talking about gear. What is going on, dude? So when the gear when the gear came in, um, you know, we put it. Uh, you you got it from the the locker and you put it down because you hadn't you know looked at mine yet. You had looked at yours already, and I legit couldn't stop myself physically. But I took a lap around the locker. I took two laps. I ran around at the excitement of just seeing the gear in the box. And then we take the gear out of the box. I'm like, oh my god! And you know, I always have a habit of putting my gear on too early. The show goes on at eight o'clock. You know, I try not to have it on before like, you know, 745, depending on where we are on the show. But I put my gear on at like seven o'clock and then just stared at myself in the mirror, put the hoodie on. I'm like, you know, doing like all the scorpion poses. You know what I'm saying? And then when you put yours on, I'm legit just following you around. I, you know what I'm saying? Like you went to go get like lotion or like get like tape and everything. I'm, I don't have anything to do. I'm following you around just so I can be seen in the presence of you. And, and Scorpion <laughs> and Sub-Zero can be like together and you, you know, just legit. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. And I had to like, you know, like verbally, verbally articulate that. So you wouldn't think I was just a weirdo just following you around for no reason. And I was following you around for no reason, but just, you know, like there's something about being in a fresh set of gear that like, Man, when it hits like that and, and Mortal Kombat and the, the nostalgia aspect of it from us who, you know, we grew up on this game. Like when we talked to a homeboy who played um, uh, the actual Johnny Cage, right? Like with all the uh, mocap in Chicago and we sat there and we talked to him. We actually have it on the channel. We talked to him for like an hour and some changes, just asking him all these random questions, you know, the nostalgia aspect. And then now you put on the garb of, you know, this, it's this mashup between your favorite characters from a video game and you. It's like actually you. But like I texted you last night, too, and I said, hey, so this is what you like. This is what you feel when you cosplay, man. Like this is it. This is the feeling because we put on a lot of like cool stuff. But for whatever reason, like it, it clicked yesterday. I'm like, oh, my God, like the euphoria, you know, even mm -hmm. after like sitting in the hotel room, I'm just like, going through all the pictures and like it, it man, that that year was something special, man. Robert and Jonathan really really put their ass into that one, you know? It was yeah. it, man. Unreal. It's, it's funny, too, when you think about kind of what we strive to do in the group. And, of course, we want to be great in ring and cut great promos. But you think about, like, our goals are, like, be the most gifable or have the best gear. Like, that means a lot. And I, I love, and I've grown to love this because I was kind of of that mentality of just black trunks or black singlet and look serious. But because of you guys and your love for gear, the last several years we've been together, I've really also grown my love for gear and how you can express yourself and the things that you're interested in or your communities, your cultures. Like, I love that all that can be expressed 
progress through wrestling gear. And thankfully, we're at a point too. Like, I, it's cool to get texts from Jonathan. Like, they got a new 3D printer, Robert Adams did. And he said, now we can do so many more things. So, like, just seeing the leaps in gear, that stuff you couldn't do, you know, when we first started wrestling, you can do now because there's so many of these advances with what they can, what we can do with gear, but it's just dope to be able to go out there. And especially when you know, you got something hot mm-hmm. and you're about to step out the corner and you said, I can't wait. <laughs> well, we don't have people now, but you can't wait for the people to see it or for the internet to start buzzing. Like that was dope. And of course you guys had your match and I was sound asleep. So I didn't find out any of this out <laughs> <laughs> until the morning when I woke up probably around like four 30 this morning uh, and, and saw the responses, saw the gear and I think there are a lot of, you know, it's bittersweet, obviously, being on different shows. But one of the pluses for me is kind of being able to watch you guys as a fan. And that includes the gear stuff. Like, I had no idea. So just randomly waking up and seeing it and seeing how cold that gear was. Like, the gear is always cold. But that was, y'all went to another level of cold. <laughs> another level of cold. Man, it was incredible. This So something that I, I, I love what's happening right now. But I think that it's important for people to know, like, so for the longest time, for as long as we've been together, like when we get gear, it's always a a three man thing. And this is our first like real foray into like Kofi and I like texting about gear, but like not wanting to like mess with E because we know it's like, we know it's six o'clock at night. And so he's asleep. And so we <laughs> do our own time. <laughs> 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 but like, so, so one thing, as much as I did enjoy yesterday, getting all the new gear, like, there was a spot in like my soul that was like, like I, I wanted you there so bad to be a part of that. And like, that's, that's the only like downfall, but it like thinking about it, like it's, it's a big one. Like it, it hurt. Cause I loved what we were wearing so much. And it's like, man, I, I wish we could be together for this. So like, is that something? Cause I, I mean, uh, when we were talking about gear stuff a while ago and you were saying, Oh yeah, you know, we'll uh, you you can rock your stuff and we'll rock our stuff. Do you still feel that, that kind of vibe when you get your gear because it's not like with anybody else since you're running singles now? I mean, there's no one to share with. So there's yeah. not, it's not the same. It's, um, it's just different. I don't know how to, it, it is different. And I guess a lot of it, if I get a cold gear design or the gear looks dope, I might like text Johnny or like, if you guys reach out, then we'll talk about it. But it's not, there's not the shared experience of this. And I'm not the type to like, you know, hey, hey, Sammy Zayn, check out my gear, you know? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> he would, yeah. he really would. <laughs> but I, I don't want to like walk around and engage people in conversation. Um, but yeah, it's not, that shared experience is gone. Same thing, like I remember, I guess the last one that I can remember is unfortunately you were hurt, but um, we did the, uh, the all white gear, the paint by numbers gear. And I remember opening the box and losing my mind because in my head, it looked cool, but then actually seeing it in person and then having that moment with Kofi. So I still remember it was Philly. It was Rumble. In fact, I think it was the last preview we've had in front of people, I want to say. Maybe uh, it was Elimination Chamber. Elimination Chamber, yeah. Elimination Chamber, yeah. We did the tag team Elimination Chamber. And uh, yeah, that was the last moment I remember having that kind of shared experience with new gear. It's funny, man. I never, ever would have thought that I would be so excited about wrestling gear. But now, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Well, that's the thing. So, so for me, I've always felt like this towards gear because I knew I wasn't going to be like 6'2". I knew I wasn't going to be like a big dude. So for me, my thought had always been like, well if someone's walking by me in the airport and they see me and they see Braun and Saban says, oh, well, clearly that guy's a pro wrestler. And then me, like, meh, 
eh, I don't know. So in my head, it's like, well, how can I make sure people know that I'm a pro wrestler? Uh, specifically like, like kids, because that's our, our, our big market. And so it was like, well, if I can just, that's why I switched to long tights. Cause it's like, okay, now I've got more space to design stuff. And so my thought was if a little kid walks by my toy on the shelf, even if they don't know who I am, but I'm more colorful and crazy looking than somebody next to me that they might know, then there's still a bigger chance that they'll pick up my action figure because it's, it's a more fun looking action figure. And so then that thought process leading over to like actual wrestling, it's like, well, if there's something about me that people will get into, it's like, okay, so I picked gear. And I, that's why I love it so much because I pop and then seeing like y'all pop for it when y'all started getting it, when y'all are like going to be on like these weird ideas that I have sometimes. Um, and then us like listening to each other on our interest and like putting all of that into the gear. So like you're saying, it's, it's the culture, it's the people, it's your experiences. And it's all being portrayed in stories that we tell on this gear that people can like actually connect with. And yeah. I, I feel like that wasn't always the the thought. It's like, okay, this is your gimmick. This is your character. You look, look, look like this, which is totally cool. And it's fine. But I, I enjoy that with our stuff, we're, we're in a space where we're, we have the, the uh, the creative freedom to kind of do whatever, and it's still like quote unquote like new dayish. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a great freedom of expression, and it's cool to like have that with you guys. Hence, why when I was out, I would still get the gear, even though I wasn't there with you guys to experience it. Like that's how deep this that that process is for me doing that with you guys. And so it was again, it's it's interesting to see how things are evolving. Yeah. You know, connecting with gear uh, is such an interesting thing because, um, I don't know, just, you know, the generation that we, all of us, all of us, us three in the same generation, all three of us in the same generation, not one of us older than the other, all three of us in the same generation grew up in, uh, you know, it just allows, there's so many, you, you forget like how many people like grew up in the same era and experienced not necessarily like the same experiences, but like, you know what Transformers are. You know what Rugrats are. You know what Naked Night is. You know Snick. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things that we all knew um, just growing up and you never knew like the people personally, but you can still connect with a stranger and without even meeting them, without even meeting them, just by like wearing garb. And it might even just be like, 15, 20 people, sometimes maybe it's one person out there, but you're making a connection and it's a strong connection, you know, like just, you know, you, you remember like where you were in life when, you know, Hey Arnold was on, you know, like what you were experiencing, whether it's like good or bad or like just different times and just to be able to like connect with a stranger based on what you have on your body. Like that to me, it's, it's like oddly powerful. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even have to like, you don't even have to verbalize it. You don't even have to like have the conversation. Although if you did, you would be talking for hours, but you've almost like done that with somebody. You, you know what I mean? Like just by, just by that visual connection, because they want to be in that same garb, you know, and they realize like how cool it was. So I don't know, just again, like I said, much of the same, just kind of like what we've been talking about, about connecting with people. But I do think it's very, um, it's interesting and it's strange that, it is so powerful because at the end of the day, it's like, it's just clothes, right? Or it's just a logo, right? But it means so much more when you see it. Like it just draws on all types of emotions and, and feelings and experiences that, that you've had and that so many other people have had too. 
Sure. It's like a flag, man. It, it says that you are, are one of me. You are one of us. Uh, and I won't say the person's name, but it reminds me of like, I'd have conversations with a certain person in the locker room years ago that I didn't necessarily want to. And afterwards, I go up to you guys and say, man, he, he knows I love talking about college football. Why, you know, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where like, even if you don't really gel with someone, if, if they say, hey, did you see that Florida State game? That was crazy. Or if someone drops a line from Seinfeld, I can't like whatever kind of <laughs> issue or tension or if I'm having an off day, it immediately goes completely away. And I perk up because the things that you love, those fandoms and Internet fandom, there are certain negative things to it, of course, too. But your ability to connect where you might have virtually nothing else in common with someone. But if they have the same love for that show or that video game or that movie, I just love how it connects people. It's been very real for me. Like I have um, this woman named, named Mia uh, from Middle Beyond who's been incredible. Uh, and I've worn a bunch of her sweaters and cardigans on TV. Uh, but she, she, we would connect anyways. But as soon as I found out, like initially that she loves Seinfeld as much as I did, if not more, we were like joined at the hip, you know, in a sense. So, and that's, that's the thing I love. And you can do that with wrestling gear. It's, it's kind of wild to me how you can do that with just putting something, like you said, on your body. And it opens up this whole community of people who have uh, specific interests too. And I also like that in wrestling, you know, we've connected with so many blurs, with so many black nerds, you know, mm-hmm. who have uh, similar interests as well. And it also, it's just wild to me as well. And I've talked about, you know, Mike Daniels too. And I think when I was a kid, I had this conception that if you were a nerd, you were geeky and shy and awkward. But then I'm, I met guys like Mike Daniels, who's an NFL vet, a pro bowler, as my guy, he's over 300 pounds, massive, strong, a defensive lineman, and he's an enormous nerd. He's an unabashed nerd. And I think that's cool because there's so many of us, and we, can, we come in so many different shapes and sizes, and you can unabashedly like what you like and love culture and art and feel no shame. And, and people can't put you in a box. They can't tell you what you're supposed to look like or sound like because you love this thing that you can, you can exist in any shape you want. And I think that's powerful and it's freeing. And like for me, entertainment has always found, it's always played such a huge role in my life because it was escape, it bonded me with people. Uh, there's just something really beautiful about it. And I, you know, for so long I wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to leave an impact. I wanted to change the world. I wanted to do something profound or important. And when I first started wrestling, I would kind of almost apologize for it. Like, yeah, you know, it pays the bills, whatever. It doesn't really change anyone's lives. And I'm not, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna sit here and proclaim that, you know, I'm doing anything profound, but it is humbling when we've had people come up to us and say, hey, well, I was at a really dark place in my life or I was really struggling. And there was something about seeing you guys on TV or going to a show or being able to bond with my daughter or my son over you guys. Or you guys, like one of the greatest compliments is you guys got me back into wrestling. That to me is like, oh man, that, that ah, I, I just, you make me blush. When I hear you got me back into wrestling is, that's really incredible because, you know, maybe we could have won more titles or had, been higher up in the on the totem pole in wrestling but we got to do something memorable we got to make something profound and i still think we have a lot of great years ahead of us but when i look back at all we've been able to accomplish and the people that we've been able to give a, a you know a place for in wrestling and uh 
have been unafraid to be ourselves and I've helped encourage other people to be unafraid of being themselves. That's, that's to me, that's, that's what entertainment should do. That's what we should strive to do. It's bigger than just wins and losses and all the nonsense you go through. Some, it's, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going on a long tangent here. Oh, But you can often, it's so easy. And things are calmer now. But it's so easy with wrestling, with the backstage stuff, with the traveling, with being away from family. There is a lot about the business that's hard and that can keep you from your focus on why at a kid, why as a kid this captured your imagination or why you first started doing it. And when you can recall those reasons and those memories and those connections with people who had these really emotional responses to you. And it just makes you think, yeah, that's why I do it. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down in your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Whenever we talk about stuff like this, there's always that idea of like, oh, for, for me, it's like, oh, when, when do you know you want to be a wrestler? It's like, it's the only thing like that I've ever wanted. I wanted to be a wrestler and I wanted to make video games. Like that was, that was my deal. And so like, getting to the point where you're getting older, like coming of age. And it's like, why do you want to do this? Like, oh man, somebody's going to pay me to like travel and there's pyro and music and there's like fans and people screaming like, this sounds great. Like you, it's like a rock star life. But then like when you start doing it and you realize like all that stuff is so cool, but there's so many other things that are so much more meaningful. Like, like when we went to do like the first time that, that uh, we went to do like a children's hospital visit, it's like, for for me, I've always said like, okay, I'm just like a random like nerd from Georgia who like happens to like have happened to be lucky enough to land a spot like being a pro wrestler and being with you guys in this group. And we go into like a hospital and these kids who are dealing with a lot of stuff, like we walk in and they get excited and it makes you realize like, okay, this like silly like unicorn 
coming out dancing and clapping and being ridiculous on TV that just seems like utter nonsense. Like to some people, like it's, it's what, what puts us like a legitimate smile on their face, like through really hard times. And so then your perspective changes and it's like all those things that you wanted as a kid, you realize you needed those like motivations because you didn't really understand the world. You need those motivations to get you to the spot where you understand like why why this is important, why this would be important to anyone and the effect that, that you can have on someone by literally just, just living like your dream. Like it's, it's putting you in a position to possibly like change someone's mood or help someone with something that they're dealing with. And it's, it's so, it's such a crazy notion to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, probably several times. I feel like I say it in a lot of different interviews, but like at the end of the day, like, you know, we're just guys who decided to follow our dream, you know, and for whatever reason, people, you know, they see that and they're impacted so heavily that they might go out and try to follow theirs. And and to me, that's like, it's the most just powerful feeling that you can have a, a legitimate positive impact on somebody's life. Like we, you know, we only get to do this one time. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that the biggest tragedy would be to get to the end and you start wondering, well, what if, oh, geez, well, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really do it right. You know, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like you, you can't go back and change it. So when we're in positions where we can go to a, to a hospital or go to a school or a boys and girls club or wherever, and just speak about our experience and, and know that at least one person in that room is going to take one thing that we said and let it drive them further towards whatever it is they want to do. Like, that's like, that's what it's all about to me. That's really, you know, like the titles are cool. Awesome matches are cool. Traveling the world is awesome. Um, But to be able to impact somebody's life in a way that's meaningful, that can really change somebody for the better. Like that's, can you imagine if everybody did that? Like the world would be so amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like if everybody could go out and, and inspire somebody to, to try, to try to do what you want to do, try, go out and give it a shot, you know, get depending, despite the odds, you know, despite what people tell you or the doubt that's cast upon you or the doubt that you have within yourself, you, you know, to be able to just like motivate somebody and give them, they might need just a little, just a little extra push. And if I can be that push, come on, man, I'm pushing, you know, that's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a really, uh, it's a humbling thing, you know? And, and like you said, like when, when I first decided to like, you know, when I wanted to be a wrestler, I'm like, I'm going to win all the titles and then I'm going to beat everybody and I'm going to be the best. And then I'm going to be the champion of champions. Of, and then you get here and it's like, man, that stuff is cool, but it it could mean so much more. Your career can mean so much more in terms of just impacting and, and and paying it forward, you know, so that people can in turn pay it forward and just keep on, you know, making the world just the best possible world that it could be, you know? So I think we're very fortunate to be in that position um, because everybody in life goes through ups and downs and, you know, to be a person who can get someone out of their, out of their down, lift them up. You know, that's, um, it's a powerful responsibility and I'm, uh, you know, definitely glad to, uh, to be in the position to be able to bear it. That makes sense. Uh, do you think that, uh, 
Big Money Kofi Kingston would have the same message? Now, Big Money Kofi <laughs> Kingston, my bill is a bit different now. It's not about you. It's about me. If I'm reaching down to you and you'll be in that hole. I'm looking for your wallet. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking for your paycheck. I'm looking for you to hand me something. You're down there anyway. You're down there anyway. Me, I'm up here. Me, I'm up here. I'm up high. I'm up high. You're not going to do nothing with that money down there. Let me reach down. Let me take that from you. A dollar, two dollar, whatever you got. Some coin. Give it to me. I'm up in the high. You're down in the dump. You stay down there. Big money, Kofi Kingston. Keep on rising. Profits keep on rising. Up, up, up. Boom, boom. Oh, the story be a little bit different. Our motivations are all different now. Motivation all be a little bit different now for everybody. Big money, Kofi Kings. I'm motivated by that money. You understand me? You feel me? We do. It's a little different, you know. We do. <laughs> and to each to each their own. You know, if yes. Big Money Kofi Kings wants to be like that, and that's the life that he wants to live, then so be it. Okay, that's his choice. <laughs> You really, you really got a whole nother run in you just based on the My God, my God, this is like you. So you talked about uh, uh, with with Dylan, this uh, Nikki or this, this Nick character. Like Nick it, sounds, it sounds like this is your 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 response. Hey, if he didn't want it, if he didn't want it, you know, if he doesn't like gimmicks that are money, you know, then somebody got to take it from it. If you, if you ain't using it, you know, somebody got to take it from you. That could have been Dylan, you know. He could have been, man, he could have been the GM of all the brands, you know? He could have been on top, you know? Don't get me, don't get me re hot about Big Nick from Joyce, okay? It's so Damn. good. He didn't commit. Damn. Uh, okay, well, uh, we're going to get to some gas ups, but beforehand, uh, we did want to talk to you guys about something. So, back in the day, <clears throat> back in the day, E, did you, did you go to Boys and Girls Club? I never did, actually. Okay. Um, it's a great experience. I know Kofi, you did. Um, I got the chance to to go and do it. And um, I want to let you guys know who are here listening. Um, Boys and Girls Clubs are are fantastic. They're helping kids all around the world. Um, there's over 4,000 Boys and Girls Clubs that are open uh, and or offering alternative services to the local community. So if kids need places to go, like after school programs, things like that, like daycare stuff. But yeah, Kof, when you're experienced at the Boys and Girls Club, uh, can you can you speak on it a little bit? Yeah, of course. And I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, like you said, the Boys and Girls Club is a place that uh, provides you with experiences and opportunities that you wouldn't normally have, you know. Uh, and the one that I always bring up is um, photography. They have like a dark room, you know, taking pictures with a, a camera with an actual like flashlight. I don't know if kids even know what these old, old cameras look like with film and everything, but you would have to like develop your own film. You have to go into a dark room um, and, and develop the film. So I got the chance to like to do that as a kid, which was like the coolest thing in the world because, you know, making pictures now is obviously just snapping on your phone and then you have it, but there used to be a process, you know? So to be able to go and get into like the nitty gritty of the process was awesome uh, to be able to do stuff like that as a kid. Um, and I realized too, like, you know, where I lived, um, just like Austin, Brighton area, right outside of Boston, it wasn't like, it wasn't a very like, I don't know, if you're a kid, you don't want to be like running around like in the streets, you know, getting into all kinds of trouble. So the Boys and Girls Club really provided me a place to, you know, like a safe haven almost because my parents both worked after school. I would just go to the Boys and Girls Club and wait till they got home. And then, you know, um, 
you know, go home. But for the for the entire day, I was able to have a place that was safe, that was fun, that was educational, you know, um, and that provided a lot of memories. And speaking of video games, the very first time I played Street Fighter was at a boys and girls club. And now, you know, I'm I'm fully in fighting games are my thing. So um, I'm sure I probably would have come across video games at some point in time. But to have a place where you have all, you know, kids all over coming together to play video games. Like that's, it's a positive thing. It's a positive shared experience with people. And um, I'm just real grateful for the time that I spent at the boys and girls club. Cause I feel like, um, you know, it's just, it, it, I don't want to sound too cheesy and say like it, it molded me as a man, but you know, it, it really kind of makes you more well-rounded just again, providing kids with opportunities that they would not normally have if they didn't go. So um yeah, man, I, I always a big up to the to the Boys and Girls Club of America. With what you were saying, having a, like a safe place to go and have these new experiences for me. So I was going in Inglewood, California. So I don't know how my parents worked this deal out with my aunt, where every like it felt like every other summer I'd go and stay with her like the whole summer. I was like, that's that, for I'm thinking as a parent now. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is wild. Um, so we go out there, and when she go to work, we go to the Boys and Girls Club um, throughout the day and. For for me, growing up, uh, for like the first part of my life in California, then moving up to Georgia, um, getting to go back out there and like be with my cousins for one, like was awesome. But then also having the experience of going to like an, an actual building, an actual like place where I get to interact with other kids that I'm not used to interacting with. I always felt like for me, um, just going to the, from the East coast to the West coast, people are different, you know? So I was always, that was probably my favorite thing about going to the boys and girls club, because normally if we just stayed at the, at the apartment, it'd be fine. It'd be like the three of us hanging out in there watching movies and playing monopoly. But now we're surrounded with like, at the time, obviously pre pandemic times, there's like 40, 50 kids in there and they're all different. And you can learn something from all of them. We got pool tables and ping pong, all the type of stuff. Um, it was, it's always been a very, uh, I say that it helped me define who I am like socially, because I still am as a man, like very awkward at times, which y'all know. Um, but minus being able, don't make that face. You know, that I am. Yeah, awkward. <laughs> uh, being able to go and do that helped me get over that a little bit and kind of forced me to get out of my shell. And uh, I'll always be thankful to them for that. Um, so those of you who are possibly living near a boys and girls club, even if you're not living near, um, do what you can support because they're doing a lot of stuff, trying to help people, um, uh, with virtual learning, you know, things like that, having a uh, virtual settings. So it kind of feels like the club. So you can still interact with, with other kids, with the teachers, maybe get some help on some homework if you're having some issues, because virtual learning is not the easiest thing on the planet to do. So we just want to say big ups to the boys and girls clubs of America. Oh, we raised the roof at the same time. <laughs> Don't be afraid to raise the roof now for them now, Woods. Raise the roof for the we'll boys. Who we'll raise it? Yeah. When you, I saw you raising it with your fingers touching. That was very strange to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I, it's fine, but I've never, I don't think I've ever seen, I feel like it's always like spread it out. But when you close your hands and do it, it feels like a completely different thing. It's more compact. It's more, <laughs> more poised. More poised. Right. More, more focused workout. Try yeah. Classy, yeah. Right. I think that it's, it's time. It's time. It's time. Dan, bring your ass on in. I am here. Hello. Hello, Dan. Hi. Are you calling me because you want to be gassed up? Or no, you're going to gas someone up. Yes. That's what's going on. <laughs> you're requesting the gas up yes. from me. That's my job here. Right. That's a fantastic response to answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've answered it my whole life. It's you're just calling me because you want me to gas Serendipitous, you. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. We do have a gas up and we have a gas down this week. We will start with the gas up before we bring it down. This is from Evan saying, 12 weeks ago, I had ACL replacement surgery. Mm. I've been getting into my physiotherapy, but starting to get unmotivated. Can I please get a gas up to help push through my slump? I mean, I I feel like there's nobody better to talk about ACL surgery than the man who has had two of them himself. I thought all three of us contribute to each gas up. But I'll take it alone. Sometimes we defer. Sometimes we defer. You know, I thought we established that I'm in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe I'm the one, maybe I'm the one who's messed up here. Okay. Let me guess. ACL surgery. Um, From what I've heard, good sir, uh, ACL surgery is tough. It's very difficult and requires a lot of motivation as you're experiencing right now. Um, Keep on pushing through, man. I know it's, it's very difficult. I know uh, that sometimes you you feel like you, you, you can't, you can't get through it. But you just, I, I feel like I'm not speaking from experience here, but I don't know, man. You just, you just got to keep on, you just got to keep on pushing, man. You just got to keep on pushing. Okay. And, uh, you want me to go? and that, and that leg, <laughs> uh, hold on a second. Hold on a, hold, hold on a second. Now, let me, let me gas the boy up now. So, so here, here, here's, let, let's, let's, let's just get the formula of the gas up right now, because what I do is I come in and I set the bar real low. You know, I set y'all. This is like this is like volleyball. You know what I'm saying? I, I set the I set, I give you the set so that y'all can spike it down. I give you the alley so you can oop it. People don't want to talk about the assist. And quite frankly, you probably could have jammed it in by yourself. OK, now understand that I tried to defer. I tried to give this off. I tried to pass it off. Y'all didn't want me to pass it off. Y'all gave me the ball. So I'm just trying to bring it up court. So don't get mad at me when I'm bringing it up the way that I bring it up. You know, if I want to bring it up in my right or my left, you can't criticize me on that. OK, you can't you can't criticize your boy. OK, so uh, I'm sorry, good sir, that these these guys are ruining your gas up. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, you just got to you just got to keep on pushing through, man. ACL surgery is is uh, incredibly difficult. But I'll tell you, when you come out on the other end, you are going to be amongst the elite, the uh, the people who have gone through something just devastating. You come out and there is light at the end of the tunnel, my friend. So um, it's hard. To, it's hard. It's hard to push through. But but keep on pushing, bro. Keep on pushing. Have you guys seen the office scene uh, where they play basketball in the warehouse? Yes. Remember when Stanley is yes. dribbling with one? That's what yes. I think of. When Kobe talks about bringing the ball up the court, that's what I think of. Of him awkwardly. <laughs> and it looks like that, too. You know, I, you know I don't ball, you know? You guys are asking me to play. <laughs> You're part of the uh, greatest basketball game I've ever seen. So Yeah. There yeah. you go. Great for the wrong reasons, but yeah. <laughs> Evan, like Kofi said, we know that this is a rough process and we know that you get down sometimes. Um, I haven't gone through that same exact surgery, but I have gone through tearing my Achilles and having to deal with coming back from that. So I understand that you're feeling lower than you've ever felt mentally. It, it hurts, but just know that as you go to PT, as you keep getting that range of motion back, as you keep putting weight on it, as you keep climbing that mountain to get back, I was going to say to that former glory, but to get past that former glory, to go and surpass where you used to be, that's what you're striving for. So I know that it's hard to stay motivated. It's hard to wake up, open those eyes and get out of bed and say, let me go back. Let me work hard again. I know it's hard, but the alternative is far worse. The alternative is to not do anything 
and to let it just waste away. You don't want that. You didn't want that to begin with. You don't want it now. You want to be better than the best. And you can be. And you're going to hear from a man, like Kofi said, a man who's been through this not one, but two times and has come back and is currently the WWE Intercontinental Champion. The floor is yours. Thank you, Brother Woods. Bless you, brother. Bless you. Evan, I'm going to tell you what happened to you. You tore your ACL. And for those of you who do not know what that stands for, it is anterior cruciate ligament. You tore that oh-so-necessary ligament, and now your leg, well, at the time, at least right afterwards, your leg was like jelly. Your leg was like a wet noodle. Your leg was soggy. It was useless. You had what we refer to as the Jimmy leg. The leg just wobbled. It was a wobbly leg. And I can say that in full confidence, because why? As the brother stated, I've been there. I had double Jimmy legs. That's right. 2004, the summer of 2004, I tore my left. I come back strong, stronger than ever. That's strong F-C-R. There's no T. Strong. I came back strong. And I tore almost a year to the day I tear the other ACL. And I said, Lord, why me? I said, God, why? Why did you put this burden on me to have two Jimmy legs, double Jimmy legs? I did not ask for this, but I'll tell you something, Evan, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your trials and tribulations of your struggles, you got to keep on pushing. You only got one body. You only got one vessel and you got to push through this time right now. It's called rehabilitation. I said re. Habilitation. And this is crucial time because your body, once this period is over, you can create a stronger body, a body that is impenetrable, a body that will never suffer from Jimmy Legs. So I say right now, people don't know if they haven't been through it, how hard that rehab is. Wood knows, Woods knows a bit of how hard it is when you have a major surgery like that, when your body is decimated. When they put you in that straightener, we were in that straightener. And, and I don't know if you went through this too, but I looked down on my leg. I spent years and years at the time. I spent about 18, 19 years. Well, maybe not that much time because I hadn't been uh, squatting since birth. But anyways, I spent a long time squatting and building my legs up. And overnight, overnight, I said after surgery, my leg, it looked like the ocean. I would tap it. And it was like, it was like the ocean. That's how my muscle, my muscles, I said my muscles had diminished and it made me sad. Oh, it made me sad. But I said, this, this is not my grave. This is not my end point. I will not be stopped. So I said, every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go to rehab and I'm going to give it my all. Yeah, it sucks, heaven. It sucks, heaven. It's full of pain and your leg is stiff and you have setbacks with your ACL. But you got to keep pushing because now we're going to create a bigger, stronger Evan. 
You like the six million dollar man. In fact, let's double it. We'll make you the twelve million dollar man because we're gonna build your back up strong. That's once again, that's strong. No T. That's an I see. I see strong, Evan. So keep pushing, man. Because you got to put the work in right now. You got to put that work in to get your legs back right. Do all of your side to side. You better do that lateral work. You better do those single leg squats. You better do those double leg squats. You better do that proprioception. You better do that cold tub. You get in the cold tub, whatever it is, to, to take the swelling out. You got to do all the work you need to do to get your body right. Evan, I'm with you. Anytime you don't feel like it, anytime you don't feel like pushing in that rehabilitation. Think of your boy. Take it back. Take take a picture of my face from the internet. Take it from anywhere, and you you put it on your phone. And anytime you think, oh, this ACL rehab it sucks. I ain't gonna go today. Well, I'm a half ass. You look at my face. And you look at me peering through your soul, peering through your spirit, and I'm communicating you. I got my eyes on your eyes. My eyes are on your eyes. And those eyes say, Evan, nah. Evan, nah. We just getting started, baby. Evan, nah. We are just getting started. <laughs> and let my spirit, let my spirit transfer from my body to your body. And let it fill up your body, Evan. Because now you got not one spirit. You got Evan spirit and you got E spirit. That's two spirits. <laughs> no, two spirits. They'll carry you through, Evan. Them two spirits, oh, they're going to push you through that rehab. Evan, we got to keep working. Not only have I been through two ACLs, but I also broke my right patella. I tore my left back. I tore my meniscus. That's five of them things. Five surgeries. Five rehabs. And it ain't good. It ain't fun. But you got to put the work in. You got to, Evan. You got to strive for me. Look at my face, Evan. I'm with you every day in rehab. Every minute of rehab, doing all the work. I know all the exercises because I've done them. So I can testify to you. I can testify to you, Evan. I don't talk about it theoretically. I talk about it factually. That's factually, Evan. I know the facts. And I know how hard it is. People don't know what you're going through. But E, brother E, I know brother Evan. And I'm with you every day. So let's keep pushing. I don't care how long it takes. Four months, six months, nine months, a year. We're here. And I'm with you, Evan. Every rehab session. Yeah, it sucks. But it's going to suck together. It's going to suck together. Because I'm here with you. And you are here with me, Evan. And you're going to get the best ACL rehab that ever was that ever was. And I can't wait till you do doing windmill dunks on the playground. I can't wait to see you jump over the tall buildings. <laughs> Cause your legs gonna be so springy because of all the work you put in. You're gonna jump over all the things, Evan. You're gonna jump, you're gonna squat, you're gonna do it all. I said windmill dunks. 
You're going to be out there like uh, a young Spud Webb in his prime. You remember, didn't he win a dunk contest? I think Spud Webb did win a dunk contest. That's going to be you with your new ACL. You, Evan, brother Evan, a brother in arms and legs. You see, the term brother in arms. And because we both had similar leg situations, you, my brother in legs. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you. Have officially been gassed up. I think that was seven minutes. I could have kept going too, but I knew I was running a little tight on time. <laughs> that was that was it. If Evan, if you Evan, if you don't, if you're not in the gym right now, <laughs> you you had a lot of time to start listening to that. Get up out of bed, get dressed, probably get a shower, eat breakfast, and then get to rehab. So if, if that's not going to help you, I don't, I don't think anything is. Yeah. Feel free to play that every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Come on, Evan. And realistically, can I do a realistic one-sentence gas up? Yes. If you don't, the scar tissue is going to make it so you can't bend your legs. And so just do, do the work, please. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, yeah, quite actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you don't, yeah, yeah it's going to be real bad. So yeah, definitely do the work so you have mobility and you can just live a comfortable life. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could all use a gas down after that, uh, including Rodolfo. Rodolfo needs one because he has a six-month-old named Sophia, a.k.a. Sophie, nicknamed after Kofi Kingston. Whoa, She's in her what? teething stage and can't quite fall asleep. She has too much power of positivity and needs a gas down. Well, well, well. Sophia. This is a special gas down coming at you from someone you don't really know that well. Someone that exists in an alternative universe. You probably don't know what an alternative universe is anyway, but I'm going to tell you one thing. This is big money, Kofi Kingston. (laughs) Number one, you know I'm all about that green, that gas, right? You don't know that, but you should know. Number two, you named, your, your, your parents named your Sophie after me. And let me tell you something. You can't just take my name, girl, without paying for it. <laughs> you understand me, Sophie? You're six months old. That's, over, that's a half a year. You're old enough to understand that Uncle Sam, just like Big Money Kofi Kingston, coming to collect now. So tell your parents to turn them lights down low, like Bob Marley said. You go ahead and you fall asleep. But leave your hand loose. Because my fin puts a pen inside your hand. And you're going to sign over. You're going to sign over to Kofi Kingston. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about your rights to your, your, your riches. You know what I'm saying? You ain't made no money yet, but eventually one day, Sophie, you're going to grow up. You're going to grow. You're going to be very successful. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have a lot of victory, success. You're going to make a lot of money. But the thing is, your parents don't put you in a hole. They put you in a trap. It's what we call copyright infringement. You see, Sophie might start with an S, but the office sound like Kofi, you know? Therefore, that name belonged to me. So sleep well, 
knowing that all the work that you put in through your whole life, a lifetime of work, trying to become something special, trying to get a good job, making a lot of money, that money going to come to me. That money belongs to me. You understand, Sophie? You don't understand, but you will when your bank account be at the zero in the red, you know? <laughs> but no one thing, no one thing, Sophie, no one thing. Don't fall asleep just yet. No one thing before you go to bed. That money is going to be well spent on a drink or something that I choose. Money going towards Kofi Kingston. Big money. His big bank account. You know, your money's going to a good, safe place. Sleep well, knowing that, Sophie. And if you got a problem with that, talk to your parents about copyright infringement. Good night, Sophie. Boo. 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 Can I hear the request again? I completely forgot what it was. Uh, Rodolfo has a six-month-old baby named Sophie, and uh, she has too much power of positivity, and she needs to be gassed down. Uh, Is that right, Dan? Yeah, and she's also in her teething stage. Teething, thank you. I've been taking notes because of my memory. Okay, Okay. yeah, same. Rodolfo. Sorry, did he say if it was his first child? Mm, Doesn't specify. Six months old, though. So I'm going to assume first child. Okay. Rodolfo. Uh, I'm going to assume that this is your first child. Um, so we're going to go with that. Six months old is very young. And the teething means that she's very upset. But that power positivity she's got is probably a good thing for you. Because it could be the opposite. It could be the complete negative. So you're dealing with too much positivity. And I personally think that's a good thing. If you can just let that flow. Let her run around, let her crawl around wherever she is, get all that energy out. But you want to keep the positivity in. And on this gas down that you got from big money, Kofi Kingston, she doesn't have to stress about finances because she's not going to keep that money. She's giving it to Kofi anyway. And then when she hears E's smooth voice come in, that's going to put her at rest. So Rodolfo, you, 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 you know that you've done a fantastic job as a father. So let me, father to father, commend you because you came to the right place to not only get the proper gas down, but to get the facts. And not everyone wants to hear the truth, but you needed it. Kof gave it to you now. E is gonna soothe that young baby, that young copyright infringement baby to sleep. Yes, yes, yes. What is this we have here? It appears we have a new member. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I am your captain, and you, Sophie, are my lieutenant. So I would like to officially crown you as lieutenant of the night. Yes, that is you, Sophie. Welcome aboard. Because here, here we are free to live, free to roam, free to exist at night. You see, your father, he doesn't like the night people. No, 
Your father, Rodolfo, wants you to go to sleep so he can also go to sleep. And he, in fact, has reached out to us so we could betray you and turn you into a member of the normal, boring, sleeping day people. But I will not sell you down the river, Sophie. I will not give you to the enemy. We, Lieutenant Sophie, we are members of the night people. And this is where we thrive. So I say, join me. Pick up your weapons. Pick up your your sticks, whatever it is. And you tell that father, you tell Rodolfo that we thrive at night and we go to sleep when we choose. We wake when we choose. We maraud when we choose. So now, get up with me, Sophie, and frolic. Now get up with me, Sophie. Yes, 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 Sophie. And we shall not nap. We shall not slumber. We shall not sleep. We stand on God and we stand for who? The night people. Yes. Sophie, you are at a prime age to be trained to ignore the call of the day, people, to lose who you are. You are at that perfect age to learn when I am old and gray and I can no longer wave the flag. You, Sophie, you shall be the king of kings. You shall rule over all. Sophie, because you show a commitment to the cause, a commitment that is rare, a commitment that has not been seen, because you do not listen to them. You do not bow at their feet. You do not crumble. When they say jump, you say no. You don't say how high. You say, I am Sophie. And who are you, Rodolfo, father? Is that who you claim to be? Well, I, you tell the world, you tell that Rodolfo, and you tell anyone who will listen, you say, I am a sovereign state. I stand alone. I stand With my people, I stand when I want to stand. I'll sit when I want to sit. I'll nap when I want to nap. I rule because I need to rule. You, Sophie, are bound for greatness. And let no Rodolfo take you from your calling. Sophie, I bow at your greatness. I am humbled by your power. Sophie, unfortunately, time does come to an end. I have many more words for you, but you have all you need within you, Sophie. 
You have all you need, and I must go. We, Sophie, we shall meet again because we are kindred spirits, and we, Sophie, are what? We, Sophie, are the night people. You, Sophie, you, you, my future queen, you have officially, Lieutenant Sophie, before I go, I must put my hand to my forehead. You can't see this. And my hand is so straight that it is curved because I salute you, Lieutenant and future Queen Sophie. You have officially been siphoned. You have officially been gassed down. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, I'm Austin Creed, Xavier Woods. Check me out at Up, Up, Down, Down. You know, the YouTube. Check me out at Austin Creed Wins on Twitter and the Instagram. Hope you guys appreciated these gas ups, these gas downs. I'm Kofi Kingston. You can find me at True Kofi on the Twitter and at the True Kofi on the Gram. I'm at WWE Biggie on Twitter and on Instagram. You can holla at our Kickstarter. The link is still up. We're still, uh, the, the sport has been beautiful, by the way. So uh, feel free to hit ourheroesrock.org. Contribute, spread the word, all that jazz. Thank you for all who have. Also, you can still bid on Royal Rumble, New Day gear. All the proceeds go to Food Link New York. We are already, I believe, uh, at $8,500 sent with several more pieces left. So um, it should be over $10,000 to uh, Food Link New York in honor of our brother, our friend, John Huber. Um, we still love you and miss you, Brody. And uh, also watch Laser Wolf. Laser Wolf, I think it might be pulling off of HBO Max soon. But anyways... Look out for Lazy Wolf seasons one and two. Uh, the three of us were blessed enough to all be in one episode together. And uh, that's probably enough shilling for me. I will say that uh, these gas ups and gas downs are probably my new favorite thing to do. So keep sending them uh, at hashtag New Day Gas Up and hashtag New Day Gas Down. Uh, keep sending them. And thanks for listening to this absurd podcast. And uh, we out. Peace.